Hi, I'm Janelle. And I'm Monique. And welcome to Is Marriage Worth It? We are just two single chicks, girls, women. Anything but females. Trying to figure out what marriage is like and is it worth it? I'm assuming the best place to get the answers is from married people. Maybe engaged people, newlyweds, and even other singles. Each episode, we will have a guest answering different questions we have or that you may have about marriage. Join us as we try to figure out, is marriage worth it? And if it is, I wonder if my future husband or yours is listening right now. Hi, I'm Monique. And I'm Janelle. And welcome back to another episode of Is Marriage Worth It? So our guest today is Courtney. And the way that Courtney is a guest Uh, She's actually a podcast co-host of the Nefarious Nightmare podcast. And so she had commented on our good pods and said, hey, if you ever need a guest, let me know. I'd be willing. And so I lost that comment and I couldn't find it for a really long time, but I finally found it. So thank you, Courtney, for accepting our invitation after all that time. Thank you so much for having me. And um, I just apologize in advance if I sound like Darth Vader. I'm sick. So, (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, to kick things off, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, So I um, work at a well-known warehouse. We won't get into what the name of that is, (laughs) but people know about it. And I hate it. And, um, I'm also, I I do have a second job and I, I have two podcasts. Um, my co-host also has two podcasts. Um, I am married and I have a four and a half year old and I am a caregiver to my mother. Busy woman. (laughs) I am. To say the least. (laughs) Yeah. So that's me. (laughs) All righty. That's Courtney in a nutshell. Yep. So how long have you been married? We have actually been married. And this this I'm so glad I'm on this podcast because this is a funny story. Um, we've been married for um five years, October of this year. So, but we've been together since September of 2014. So okay. yeah, it's it's been a very, very good ride. I I love that man. He's <laughs> one of the best things that's happened to me aside from my daughter. So how did you two meet? Well, um, so my best friend at the time, (laughs) this is where it gets funny. Um, so for here's a little backstory. Okay. There's a whole moral to this too. Basically I've kissed a lot of princes or kissed a lot of frogs to get to my prince. Right. Um, had a little bit of a trauma going with all of that, but, um, Finally, it got to a point where I was like, okay, well, I just need to get to a point where I love myself and I need to get happy with myself. I did. I ended up actually losing a lot of weight, which I'm getting about because, you know, pregnancy. But with that being said, um, you know, I got I got a really good self-esteem going. Well, then my best friend at the time, she was like, okay, well, we're going to go camping. And I'm like, great. I love camping. She's like, and you're going to ride in the car with this person. And I was like, who? And he, she was like, uh, my friend, Nathaniel. And I was like, Oh God. And she was like, what? And I was like, I don't want to ride with him <laughs> pulling the hole, pretending to hate him type thing. <laughs> so 
you know, I, I had a, I had a little bit of a crush on him, but I just kind of ignored it because my type and I was just real stubborn. My type is tall, heavy Hispanic men. <laughs> and he is not <laughs> he is <a laughs> lanky, skinny white guy. Um, so I was just like, whatever. I'm just no. So he takes me to his place of work so we could pick up some things for the camping trip. And he's showing off because he knows all about his job. And I'm just like, whatever, you're such a douche. <laughs> just being, I'm just being really mean to him. And so we get, we finally get to the point where we're camping and um we he and I ended up like knocking back a few. Like I was drinking a lot that night. But we got into a really good conversation and ended up figuring out that we are a lot alike Mm -hmm. and we just vibed really well. And it was really weird because right down to the fact that he had just lost an animal. I had just lost an animal. Mm -hmm. He lost a parent like he lost his mom at a young age. And I just lost my dad a couple of years prior. And then right down to the name of our street at the time, it was Meadow Park. He lived an hour away from me on a meadow park and I lived an hour away from him on a meadow park. It was just so weird. I was like, why is this lighting up? (laughs) So after that, you know, the next day, you know, we leave, I'm hungover. I am back to pretending to hate him. (laughs) We get home. Um, he drops me off and I'm like, okay, bye, whatever. (laughs) A couple of days go by. I'm like, I can't stop thinking about this dude. This is the guy I'm going to marry. And we kind of started dating after that. So there you go. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So after that encounter, you're just like, mm, I'm pretty. I know you said you had a crush on him type of thing. But yeah. after that encounter in your head, you were just like, I think this is the guy. Yeah. And it was funny because I was also fighting with myself because for a long time prior to him, I was actually kind of on and off seeing this dude that I like was in love with mm-hmm. you know, I, for 10 years. Right. Um, there would be some relationships that I had gotten into in the meantime, but I never could get that guy off of my mind, but he was kind of a narcissist and he was a player. Um, about a year before I met Nate, you know, Nathaniel, um, he finally asked me to be his girlfriend officially. And I was like, sure. You know, so then my grandmother had passed away. And so after three days of him and I like continuously like texting, um, I messaged him and I was like, man, I'm really depressed. I need to talk to somebody as you should with your significant other. Right. Yeah. And, um, I was like, you know, my grandmother just passed away and he ghosted me. Right. And that broke my heart. So I, I, he had done that several times. Like he would hit me up and be like, Oh, I, I, I really like you. I really like you. And then he would just ghost. And then finally, you know, asking me to be official and yeah, and I'm getting my hopes up, even though I should have known better, but whatever. But, um, so he ghosted. And then a couple of months later, my, my dad had passed away. Mm. And at that point I was like, you know what? F it. I'm done. I'm done with this guy. Mm-hmm. I I hope he gets whatever's coming to him. And it was really funny because God let me watch him. <laughs> Because everything that he did to me happened the exact same way to him. He ended oh. up, yeah, he got married, and that chick did the same exact stuff to him that he was doing to me. <laughs> and she <laughs> straight up, like, I don't know, like, and nobody deserves that. But then again, I was just kind of watching, like, <laughs> you got it, you got what you did to me. It was funny, karma. Yeah, it what goes around comes around for sure. sure it does so. 
So what was dating Nate like? So that one, um, like I said, you know, I've, I've dealt with some pretty sketchy guys. Um, I never actually been out on an actual date with somebody like not even in high school. Hmm. Um, it was always just like hanging out at the house. You know what I mean? Okay. But with him, when we finally decided that we were going to start dating, he, we stopped at, this sounds so nerdy, but I, I just love it. I'll never forget it. Cause it was my first actual date. So he takes me to Barnes and Noble. Cause we want to look at books first. Yes. And then he takes me, yeah, it was awesome. And then he takes me to Starbucks cause I wanted coffee cause I swim in coffee. Right. <laughs> And then we watched a movie. I don't even remember what the movie was. I was so freaking nervous. I was was really nervous. And, but it was whatever that movie was, it was a great movie. I just don't, (laughs) I just was more like, I need to get with this guy. So that was what our dating life was like. And it was awesome. So he's always been really respectful and I just, I love him. (laughs) So So while you guys were dating, did you introduce him to your family and friends? Oh, yeah. They all loved him, which was a first. So they were like, he's just so nice and respectful. My mom kind of made fun of him (laughs) because he was definitely not my type. Mm-hmm. And um, also, he, he's we're nerdy, you know, and he'll use words like he won't say, oh, that food is is good or it's awesome. He'll just be like, oh, that's tasty. And she's like, did he just <laughs> did he just say tasty? And I was like, he sure did. So but aside from that little tidbit, like everybody loved him. Like he's just they were like, he's so nice and he's so polite and he's good for you. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Were you nervous to introduce him to your friends and family at first? No, no. I was like, this is this is Nate. (laughs) So I would have been nervous with the other dude that we were just talking about. Mm -hmm. They would have been like. Uh, cause the way that I was letting him treat me. Mm. So, and, um, I was nervous with everybody else I've introduced them or yeah, introduced to them, but not with him. I was just like, this is neat. This is the guy I'm kind of seeing. And they were like, yeah, he's really awesome. So that worked <laughs> out really well. So. Had you guys talked about next steps or was it kind of just like how you like, did you guys talk to each other about, oh, I see us getting married or this is what I want for our future kind of talk? Um, we had decided because he also had a past that, I mean, it was a little bit different from mine, but he had he had his heartbroken hardcore. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had decided that we were going to take things super slow. I was a little bit pushy, even though I wanted to avoid a relationship at all costs. At the end of the day, I really wanted to be with him. Mm-hmm. So at one point we were dating for maybe about two months and I was like, Hey, um, are we ever going to like, you know, make this official. And for about a week or two, he was just like, you know, I don't, I wasn't too pushy after that, but still he was just like, I don't like labels. And I was like, mm-hmm. that's a red flag, but mm-hmm. it turns out, no, it wasn't because he was just really, really hurt. Mm-hmm. So um, after that, it was like, I want to say about two or three weeks afterwards, he was like, hey, you know, will you be my girlfriend? And I was like, yeah. And then um, 
we ended up moving in together a year later. And then after another year or so, um, I had my child. And so we didn't really have time to talk about the future because <laughs> he was planning on proposing to me before I told him, hey, guess what? Pregnant. So <laughs> that was fun. I hope that answered y'all's question. <laughs> oh, no, it did. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so how did you guys like, how did he ask? So that one's also weird. <laughs> I had woken him up with a pregnancy test because I was feeling really weird. Like I was mm-hmm. like, this is this is different. Like, why am I? Why does everything taste like bleach and burnt cigarette ashes? Ooh. Yeah, it was weird. Like I was brushing my teeth and I was like, this doesn't taste like toothpaste. Is the toothpaste old? And he was like, I don't know, maybe you're pregnant. And I was like, "Ah, you know, so I went to I went to CVS, got a pregnancy test, took it. And I was like, whoa, this is positive. And he was asleep because he works overnight. So I was like, "Um, hey, and finally woke up and I was like, "Um, does this look positive to you? And he was like, shit. And I was like, (laughs) what? He was like. I was just about to propose to you. He goes, and now everybody's going to think that this is some kind of shotgun situation. So so by the way, just making that clear, it was not a shotgun situation. This was already in his plan. Um, So um, about a month later, and he had had the ring in his closet for a while. He was just waiting. Mm -hmm. Um, He took me to his favorite restaurant. It was some German restaurant. That's not my favorite, but you know, he took it. He took me there because that was special to him. (laughs) And, um, you know, and then he just kind of pulls the ring out and just popped the question. I was like, yep, (laughs) that's going to happen. We're definitely doing that. We're marrying each other. So (laughs) that's how he asked. Okay. And how long were you engaged for? So we got engaged in May of 2017. Mm-hmm. And then we got married in October of 2017. Okay. Which um two months later I had my daughter. So oh, I was right. like a whole seven months pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> and that was a really it was a cute wedding. Like we didn't really have much time to plan for it, mm-hmm. but um, or money you know, to, to do it. So we decided to just have it at my family member's house. And I was like huge. Cause I was you know pregnant. So right. I couldn't find a white dress that would fit me. So I ended up getting a blue dress. Cause you gotta have your something blue. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, we themed it, which it sounds wild, but since it was around Halloween, we're like, okay, well, She's my nightmare before Christmas because she was born. She was expected to be December 19th. She was actually born December 7th. So she was my little nightmare before Christmas. So they themed the wedding around that. I love that. Yeah, it was the cake was really cool and it was awesome. Um, (laughs) I love that cake, but I was also, again, pregnant. uh, (laughs) But um, it was just a really cool, like small get together. Mm -hmm. They made this little arch for us. It was it was cool. So. That's cute. Cute, a nice, intimate, themed wedding. Yeah, uh, all the family was there. It was great. So. Okay, so what was your first year of the marriage like? Because you guys were married and then figuring out parenting at the same time. So it basically, the only only difference between 
pre-marriage and after baby for us. Um, when I had my daughter, I had an extreme bout of like postpartum depression. And I also had, mm. yeah, it was bad. I also had something called DMER, which is dysmorphic milk ejection reflex, which happens to breastfeeding mothers. They, it, it's not very well known, but they believe that people have it. They just don't report it. Mm-hmm. What happened with me is I had the severe kind where long story short, I won't get into the whole logistics of it, but long story short, it was so bad that my lactation consultant said, you need to quit breastfeeding. So, mm-hmm. but it was, it was more of, it's more of an emotional and mental thing that happens when you breastfeed. It was bad. That was the only thing that really affected anything, but otherwise um, married life with a child versus life prior wasn't really much different. It was just adding an extra member to our family, which we so welcomed. Oh my God. It was amazing. So. Well, that's good. Usually you hear people have like this drastic change of when you have a kid versus non-kid, but it's nice to hear that you guys kind of, kind of slid into it with ease type of thing. Yeah, we like to be kind of laid back and chill about things. We we kind of go with the flow with a lot of everything. I think that's what helps make it work for us. Mm-hmm. So. So do you guys know your love languages <laughs> by any chance? Yes. <laughs> His stupid dad jokes. <laughs> I know that makes no sense. They're so dumb. They make me laugh so hard and he just pops them out of nowhere. And I'm just like, what was that? Um, another is like, we, we hug a lot, mm-hmm. you know, because there is nothing better than being with somebody that feels like home and what, no matter what kind of mood you're in. And I hope that, I think this counts as a love language. It surely does to me. Um, no matter what kind of mood you're in, you get a hug from that person that feels like home you just mm-hmm. everything is right in the world um and then you know we we take care of each other you know we work t- together as a team mm-hmm. and we have each other's back and that for sure is a love language because um it, it's kind of like you sacrifice yourself for that other person mm-hmm. and everybody sees it and it's just like, oh, they definitely are speaking their own kind of language. Does that does that make sense to you guys? Okay. Yeah. I just want to make sure because I'm really bad at explaining. That kind of <laughs> stuff. So. No, I'm following your train of thought. Yeah. So yours is in terms of the five love languages, it sounds like it's physical touch mm-hmm. and acts oh. of service. Yeah. Yeah. We take care of each other. He likes to make me this. I I know this is kind of off topic, but this is the one thing, like if he knows I've had a really, really rough day, Mm -hmm. he'll make it. It's the most simple thing, but I don't know why, but he makes it better than anybody else, but he makes this chicken stir fry stuff. And it is so good. (laughs) I'm going to, next time I wake him up, I'm going to be like, Hey, tomorrow (laughs) that. So um, also, as I mentioned, I work at a warehouse and it's very physical, like lots of hard labor on your body. Mm-hmm. And um, 
I um, am a little up there in age. So um, there are certain parts of my body, like, I don't know, my knees and my feet, especially are kind of wearing down. And so what he will do is um, while I'm asleep, you know, he'll put on like soothing rain sounds and things like that. And he will rub the bad foot for me. I know that sounds bad. The bad foot. It kind of brings me to one of those. uh, What is that comedy? not another scary movie or something. Oh like yeah, that, yeah. With the guy with the weird hand. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's bad foot. That's what I'm thinking. Of. No, it's not anything like that. No, it's the. It's just I've got really bad like heel spurs and plantar fasciitis, and that one foot is probably mm-hmm. going to end up needing surgery. But he'll make sure that if he knows that I'm going to have another really active, physically like physically active day ahead, he'll just kind of while I'm asleep, he'll just rub that foot down for me. So that way, it's not as bad the next day. So. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'll do the same for him. Like he's got hip pain and yeah. So I would say, yeah, acts of service and um, touch. That's our love language. So. That's great. So I know that you like in your introduction, you live a sounds like a busy lifestyle. You do two podcasts, you're a Mm -hmm. caretaker, you have two jobs. Mm -hmm. How do you guys make time for each other? That one's really difficult to answer, but we, the the best way I can describe it is again, we do kind of go with the flow. Um, And again, with the sacrifice, I mean, uh, he works overnight, but there's going to be times where I'm off and he'll stay awake a couple extra hours and we'll sit in there. I'll watch him play his video games or he'll come help me like come up with things for my podcast Mm -hmm. or we'll both go outside and play with our daughter, you know, Um, or this sounds really dumb, but have y'all ever had like a friend grocery shopping or uh, shopping trip, right? Where you just, you want to go grocery shopping, but with a friend, Mm -hmm. just, I I know that sounds dumb, but try it if you haven't done it, because it's actually a lot of fun just going grocery shopping with a friend. (laughs) That's kind of how Nate and I also just hang out as we like to go grocery shopping together. It's just kind of our way to get away and just be with each other. Um, but with all that being said, we desperately need a day night because it's been, it's been a while. Like that little girl is up our butts. But yeah, we, we do our best. It's, it's kind of a go with the flow situation, but unfortunately it's, it's kind of hard at this, at this time. So Mm -hmm. we make it work though. With your, I know communication or I've heard communication is a big thing mm. in marriage. How do you communicate with your husband and vice versa? We are very blunt with each other. Okay. Um, if I don't like something, I mean, I'm, I'm, people don't like me very much because of this. But if I don't like something. I'm going to say it. Um, but he's kind of the same way. Um, he's a little bit more gentle than I am, I would say, but, but we, you know, if, if I do something that he thinks isn't, isn't right, he's definitely going to call me on it, but we also flirt, you know, that's how we communicate. Um, we call each other. If, if it's not that he'll call me or text me and make sure that I'm hearing my daughter because I miss her all the time at work. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, 
that um, one thing is like, if we were to get in an argument, the one thing that he did tell me from the very beginning, which I think is really important for a lot of married couples to decide to do if I had any kind of say in that, which I don't, but you know, mm-hmm. uh, but the one thing that he did right is he told me, look, we both come from divorced families. Mm-hmm. If we're going to fight, we're going to sit in separate rooms and figure it out. And then we're going to come to a compromise because we are not getting a divorce. So we um, tell about everything that we do financially. If something's wrong, we will tell each other about it. We're very honest and open with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of that whole thing where if you're honest with your significant other or your husband or wife or whatever, then at least they know what to expect. You know, it's only fair to them. So, yeah, communication is very important because otherwise you're never going to get on the same page. When he said that we're going to, um, that we were going to go to separate rooms, when you guys like decided that that was how you're going to resolve conflict, was that like very early in the relationship or is that something you've had to develop over time? Oh no, it started really early, but it just, it can, it's a continuous thing. Like mm-hmm. there's times cause I have anxiety on top of everything. I'll just be like worried every now and then I'll be like, Hey, you know, are we good? <laughs> you know? <laughs> and he'll be like, yeah, as I've said before, like if we ever had an issue, we're going to sit in other like separate rooms and just figure it out and then come to a compromise. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, very early on, like we decided like, if we were to ever get married, that's it. You know, um, we are married to, we're stuck with each other. You know, he's Mm -hmm. stuck with me. I'm stuck with him. That's great. You know? Um, but it also has developed with time. Like there would be times where like we've gotten into, you know, arguments or whatever. And I just want to keep pushing the issue and pushing the issue and pushing the issue. And he's just like, no, I need a minute, you know? And I'm like, Mm -hmm. no, I want, I want a resolution now. But then I've learned over time, you can't resolve conflict right away all the time. You you do right. need that space to kind of figure it out. So growth has occurred. That's great. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm growing up. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but yeah. May I ask how long that separate time is before you guys come back together and work things out? Um, it doesn't happen often. But when it does, it's anywhere between like 20 minutes to like two hours. So it's never, it's never very long at all. Right. So it's not like it goes days. Okay. Right. We never go to bed angry. That's, that's another thing I've learned is don't ever go to bed angry because Mm -hmm. you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Right. So. So Courtney, what's the best part about marriage? I have notes. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us all. <laughs> um, you have a team. Um, he's your best friend or she's your best friend um, who has your back, even if you're wrong. And that's the best part. Um, oh, also, you share everything financially. So like, if you all decide to do that, I mean, so um, there's a lot of really good- expensive. <laughs> it can. Yeah, it really is. I mean, but it's great. because, like sometimes like if I need gas for my car, I mean, let's not, I mean, the gas prices are starting to go down a little bit, so that's good. But yeah. sometimes I'm like, Hey man, 
getting a full tank of gas is like a hundred dollars. Can I have $50? You know, it works <laughs> out or, um, you know, he'll, you know, I'll offer to get him dinner one night or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's a big, the compromise is amazing. Plus you're never lonely. Um, if you're <laughs> sitting by yourself all the time, um, and you like that kind of thing, then, then great, you know, maybe don't get married, but <laughs> otherwise, <laughs> otherwise you always have somebody that's there, which, you know, it's also kind of like you have a live-in therapist or if they don't want to hear you vent, they're like, you know, go see an actual therapist and <laughs> which is great advice. Like I'm like, You're absolutely. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of good things about marriage. There's, there's some difficult things about marriage, but I wouldn't say there's anything bad about it. So. What are some of those difficult things? Um, well, I mentioned compromise, but compromise can kind of suck because every now and then, you know, we can all try to be empathetic to each other, but mm-hmm. truly you never know what the other person's thinking. So it's kind of hard to like fully put yourself in the other person's shoes. Mm. Um, So it can be difficult to overcome that because you're, you're really desperately trying to be like, okay, well, what if this had happened to him and not to Mm -hmm. me or vice versa or getting that other person to understand how you feel like nobody will ever fully understand how you feel unless they've been in the exact same position. Right. Um the only the other thing that I can think of is, you know, again, my pa- my past will come back and haunt me like through nightmares and stuff like that. Oh, no. Um, and it'll manifest in ways where like, I don't know, I'll have a dream that my husband is going to leave me for mm. another woman. <laughs> and that's never fun to have those no. dreams, especially like, you know, you're in a, a good trusting relationship. Mm hmm. Um, of any kind and you have those dreams haunting you and you're just like you're trying to tell those dreams no but they stay in the back of your head that's never a fun and it is a part of marriage because your husband or your wife or your spouse or your significant other they really want to know hey what's going on in there but they can't understand it because they're not dreaming that dream with you it's just it's hard to explain to people and you know that kind of sucks but you know, not everything is perfect. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So. Was marriage something that you always wanted to No, Let me start over. <laughs> was marriage a goal for you or something that you wanted in life? Yes. And then no, because I was rebelling against it. And then mm. yes, again. Um, when I was little, I wanted to be, you know, in one of those marriages where you had the white picket fence and you wanted all the nice, richy, ritzy things because, you know, we didn't grow up with any of that. And then, um, you know, we watched our parents divorce and for the longest time I was like, no, I don't, I want to end that statistic. You know what I mean? But then, you know, you get your hopes and your dreams crushed for a while and you're just like, never mind, marriage ain't for me. Mm. Then, you know, I decided later that it kind of is and I'm blessed, I guess, you know, Mm -hmm. so. So, yes, no, yes. (laughs) (laughs) And here I am still on. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you know, I mean, it's not for everybody. 
you know, but I think that if you find that person that you really feel like is home, Mm -hmm. that's the most important thing. Like it doesn't matter like at the end of the day, cause I kept mentioning, you know, I, he was totally not my type, you know, mm-hmm. but we vibe so well. And if you find that person, which I firmly believe that everybody will meet that person at some point in their life, I could mm-hmm. be very wrong or ignorant, but I mean, that's just what I believe because at one point I didn't believe that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It happened to me a little later in my life than I wanted it to, but it happened. And, um, I think that, you know, if you find that person that feels like home, it doesn't matter what they look like. It doesn't matter, um, if they're your type or not, you know, their personality vibes with yours. If you just feel like y'all mesh well together and that is your safe place, mm-hmm. then maybe consider marriage, you know, or at least a long-term partnership of some sort. Right. So, but to me, it's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> So, so what did, oh, go ahead, Jamal. Oh, I was just going to ask, what advice would you have for your daughter as she enters into dating for like the first time? If they ghost you, that's it. One shot. That's all. Um, if they are a narcissist, cause I'm going to teach her all about what a narcissist is because mm-hmm. we did a whole eight part series teaching people about that. Um, but if they are a narcissist run, right. Mm-hmm. But, um, I'm also going to teach her. There's a lot of things I'm going to teach her that wasn't taught to me. Oh. Like don't, don't look on the surface, you know, look deeper. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to teach her that there's, there's certain things that, weren't okay when I was a kid that are actually okay. You know, it doesn't matter what religion, it doesn't matter what, you know what I mean? It doesn't matter what they are or what they do as long as it's good mm-hmm. or as long as they are a good person. So I'm going to teach her that, but for sure, I'm going to, I'm going to teach her just make sure that they treat you as good as your father treats me. Mm-hmm. Um, watch him and let him lead by example. So that's good advice. Yeah. He's good people. <laughs> love to hear it. What does love look like in your marriage? Like what is love to you? Basically there's the compromise, there's the sacrifice. There's willing, there's being willing to bend even when you don't, you don't normally bend very open and honest, um, you know, loving, just calling each other every day. Just be like, Hey, I love you. Just checking on you, making sure everything's good. How's your day? Um, here, talk to your kid because she's driving me crazy. I mean, all of that is love. (laughs) So, oh, and, you know, making, making each other coffee in the morning. That's, that's love. Um, when times are hard and the other is there to listen, that's love. You know, even if they're his favorite thing to say is I wish I had a magic easy button, but you know, just listening is enough and that's love. So, (laughs) so 
So and those okay. stupid dad jokes. <laughs> stupid dad jokes. <laughs> so occasionally I will get on Twitter and there is this thing that people are just like, marriage shouldn't be considered hard work. Like marriage right. is not hard. Mm-hmm. Is that how you feel? Is marriage not necessarily, it's work, but it doesn't have to be hard work. Exactly. You can, you have to put work into a marriage. You really do. Because when you're married, it's no longer just about you. I mean, you are your own person, no matter what, you are always your own independent person. Mm -hmm. You also have to consider that you have a partner. You know what I mean? So yes, you do have to put work into it. You have to make sure that you have that person in mind. You're, you're considerate of them, but you, but it doesn't have to be difficult. Just be, you know, we shouldn't have to be a martyr to, to love. You know what I mean? You just have to be willing to put in that work. So, and, you know, just don't, don't overwork yourself. If you're overworking yourself, then you're lying to yourself, you Mm -hmm. know? So. So with going back, I'm just rewinding super far. What are red flags um, that people should look out for? Um, this one, if somebody is grandiose in the way that they dream, like if they feel like, oh, I'm better than X, Y, Z, like, I don't know who y'all follow politically, but for me, like if somebody acts even like a mellow part of Donald Trump, Mm -hmm. that's a narcissist, Mm -hmm. um, that's probably a whole ass red flag, but I digress. Um, but yeah, if, uh, somebody feels like you need to put them before anything else, if somebody shows any sign of mental, physical, emotional abuse, that's always going to be a red flag. Um, if somebody goes again, if somebody goes to you the first time, then you, you just need to just let it go and move on. That's a red flag not letting it go and moving on. That's not the red, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, um, what else? If, if anybody has a conversation with you and they make it all about them Mm -hmm. without you being, without you prompting it, that's a red flag because you want it to be a two way street, not like just one. Um, what was another one? There's so many, so many red flags to look for. They are all over the place. It's just, it's, it can be hard to miss. Um, if, if you don't feel like something's right in your gut, mm-hmm. always trust your gut seriously on that one. And I'll give you one more. If you think that something is going to occur out of the one night stand, chances are that's a red flag. Every now and then a one night stand will lead to something bigger. But -hmm. for the most part, if they're only, you know, calling you for a late night thing or whatever, if they, if they text you at two o'clock in the morning saying, what are you doing? I'm sleeping. Yeah. (laughs) I'm sleeping. (laughs) That's all I'm doing. I'm sleeping or don't even respond (laughs) because you're sleeping. (laughs) But yeah, if they text you in the middle of the night, what are you doing? That's a red flag. I would just be like, I. 
And no. <laughs> so. So going back to after your camping trip, um, you had said, oh, this is this is the guy that I want to marry. And like mm-hmm. you started to get to know him. What were the things about him that I guess that you saw in him or that you loved about him? <laughs> He, you know, nobody had ever opened a door for me. Nobody had ever taken me on a date, you know, and the fact that he was like using, and I mean, I'm from Texas, so this is kind of a big deal, I guess. Mm-hmm. But he was using ma'am and sir around my parents and stuff like that. He was just being respectful, um, which I don't care about, like the guy taking care of the bill. I don't care about all that, but the right. fact that he was willing to do all that, like all of that kind of stuff that was like, okay, that's one thing. And the fact that he was calling, he wasn't saying, Oh, you're hot. You're sexy. It was just, you're beautiful. Mm-hmm. Looking me in my eyes and saying that he wasn't doing it just to make a show of it. It's like, you could right. tell he meant it, mm-hmm. you know, um, that was one thing that kind of told me something. Um, oh, one thing that he did do, which blew me away. And I think most people would see as a red flag if they didn't know the situation, but I had my first car still, it was left to me by my dad. Mm-hmm. And, um, it was an old 2001 Buick century. And it was like, it was basically like I had to keep <laughs> to use duct tape or gorilla, the gorilla tape. Cause that stuff mm-hmm. is really strong. By the way, if you have a window that decides not to roll up, gorilla tape just trust me on that if any of you listening out there have a clunker car and your windows won't stay up gorilla tape works um but at one point like something in my engine had actually died Mm. and it cost a whole bunch of money to fix and i needed that car so i needed to get to and from work right and so he called me and this was right before we made it official. And this is not why I made it official. This was just like the icing on the cake. I was like, okay, this guy. So he calls me like, what is going on? Because he knew I was like upset. I was like, oh, I gotta get to work. I gotta get to work. I just got promoted. I gotta get to work. And I was like, dude, this just happened to my car and it costs like over a grand to fix. And he was like, I got you. So he came and fixed it. Like oh, he, wow. he paid for it and everything. And I was like, you did not have to do that. Like, mm-hmm. why did you do that? Like, I was almost mad. I was like, why did you do that? He's like, because I like you a whole lot and I want to see you happy. And I was like, okay, yeah, we're getting married. <laughs> so, That's so sweet. Oh man, I got so much crap for that though. Cause my, I was telling one of my coworkers about it later that day. I was like, he, I'm not trying to brag or anything. I'm just kind of in shock, but this is what happened. And she was just like, you need to pay him back. That's taking advantage. And I'm just like, I didn't ask him to do that. Like I was kind of like mad. <laughs> Look, there are haters in every corner. So oh, don't yeah. let her words get to you. <laughs> oh, that was well over like almost five years ago. So I was just like, mm, you were you living an unhappy existence and, and Absolutely. Not gonna, you know, but, but yeah, I mean, he just, the way that he was willing to take care of me, Mm-hmm. was just like, yep, that's the one. That's the one. So. Did you have, like, I know you've mentioned all of these things about him. Did you have that mental 
checklist of things you wanted. I know he didn't fit the look category, <laughs> but <laughs> oh, don't get me wrong. He is a good looking dude. He's just <laughs> he just wasn't my type. <laughs> right. <laughs> but um, did you have a mental list or something like that that you were looking for in a husband? Yeah. And there was two boxes that he did not check. <laughs> And it wasn't the looks. It was um, the fact that he still plays video games and the fact that he's messy. (laughs) (laughs) Look, those are two big things. Um... We're good, though. (laughs) We're good. Um, He. (laughs) It's like, oh, this poor guy. I um, he was still he was still staying with his dad you know, when we first like met and um, it wasn't like he was mooching off his dad. He just had gotten out of a bad situation. and was like, with his dad. But his room was a wreck. And I was like, I, I ended up helping him clean it because I was like, no, man, we're not going to be on hoarders. This is not happening. <laughs> Dang hoarders. <laughs> yeah. And um, I found like old starburst and I'm like, dude, why? But <laughs> what is this no this is how you clean mm-hmm. you know you don't leave junk and old dishes in your bed um but no he's he, he's gotten a whole lot better thankfully um but yeah that was one of the boxes that he did not check is he was not a very cleanly person like he showered but he didn't right face <laughs> i'm just like hey no you know you're 32 we're not gonna do this so. yeah <laughs> But yeah. But yeah, I had a checklist. Everybody has a checklist in their head. Yeah. So that's cool. And I mean, the ones that he didn't check off, they're not like the super big deal breakers. Nope. I would have much rather um, that than some of the little frogs that I've discussed prior. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So. So when I feel like this is a variation of a question I've already asked, but I'll ask it anyways. <laughs> okay. um, when you, what is your hope for the future of um, YouTube? Like, where do you see YouTube be in ten in ten years? You have not asked that question, and I'm glad you asked. <laughs> <laughs> change your mind last second (laughs) no um in 10 years we're gonna be older we're still gonna be together hopefully we won't be working the jobs that we're working right now Mm -hmm. in fact i'm almost like positive that that's not gonna happen um unfortunately my mom's probably not gonna be here you know because Mm -hmm. she's deathly ill but we will be cheering my daughter on. She will be 15. <laughs> you know, Crazy. You're like, you know, you go get them, tiger. Um, <laughs> just make sure that you come home at nine. And if you're going to do the sex, you've got to talk to me first because mm-hmm. I need to help you prevent things. That's Very where much. I see us. And then him trying to fight off the dudes and I'm going to be like, no, you don't do that. <laughs> calm down she's only 15 i got this but i'll probably be having you know woman talks with her and he will probably be actively avoiding those (laughs) and 
we'll still be just as married as as we are now. Um, hope we'll be probably in our own house rather than renting a house, you know. So I see big things. You know, we'll probably have 15 more cats because we've got three right now, <laughs> which anything more than like one is an infestation. But, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I would love to say that um, we will have a second child by then. But honestly, I mean, I'm 39 and I've had struggles um, keeping pregnancies. Oh, no. So, I mean, I don't know if if, you, if everybody listening praise please pray that we can have a second child because i would love mm-hmm. one but you know you never know absolutely so that was a good question and i that really, was really yeah <laughs> and i love hearing that you see that you can see your future with him that's really beautiful i love him he's my favorite <laughs> one thing we tell each other all the time is so everybody's like oh you're my favorite because they'll hear me on the phone they'll be like you're my favorite and i'll be like you're my favorite too <laughs> we're like you're my favorite too i'm like shut up <laughs> hey it's your thing okay like i said earlier there's are haters every corner <laughs> i was telling him this morning i was like by the way because he that was another this is one thing i hate about him are y'all ready for this he i don't know if y'all heard anybody else discuss this i'm sure you have um but husbands have this really really wacky way of putting about 15 to 20 different alarms on their phone and letting it go oh no and they sleep through it and i'm no there's times where i'm just i finally go in there i'm like if you don't turn that freaking alarm off my chunk your phone <laughs> run over it with my car and he still doesn't turn his alarms off but yeah um i don't remember where i was going with that but you know those damn alarms he's probably gonna have one going off here in about 15 minutes and i'm gonna have to go wake him up and be like turn the freaking thing off <laughs> <laughs> but See, there's there's some bad things about me. <laughs> but at least you can laugh through it. Yeah, that we laugh at each other. Difference. That's another thing. We make fun of each other all the time. And it's it's in a good way. It's never in like a mm-hmm. negative way, but we just make fun of each other. Like to I accidentally bought these leggings that have fishnet on them. I didn't mean to. I meant to buy <laughs> a different pair. And so I was wearing them and I remember I just remembered what I was I was where I was going with the other statement. I have ADD, um, but no, I bought these leggings and he was just like, look at that, you little emo goth girl. And I'm like, excuse me, I'm not little, <laughs> but um, no, we were talking this morning and I was like, hey, I'm going to be on this show called Is Marriage Worth It? And he was like, so is it? And I was like, no, <laughs> but it is, it is. But like, we joke around like that. So he's like, are you going to be on there like talking bad about me? I'm like, oh yeah just all the bad things you know <laughs> so he'll be happy to know that i talked about his starburst wrappers and his messy room and his alarms <laughs> so i mean maybe if he you know listens to it and hears it he might think twice about his alarms <laughs> i hope he doesn't but he will <laughs> it's, <okay>. it's fine <laughs> i love you nate <laughs> Thank you very Just much. a disclaimer. 
<laughs> so yeah people make fun of me and it's mainly him and that's fine we love each other we can do that i make fun of him too so that's compromise <laughs> so well what does an average day look like for you guys average day um I work 10 hours usually on an average day, come home and either one of us will either be driving my mother to dialysis or picking her up and hanging out with the kid, letting her watch TV, you know, chilling. Um, when I, when either when he comes home or when I come home, we try to spend about like 30 minutes together if we can. Um, we eat dinner, head to bed, you know, take care of each other. Just normal, normal people <laughs> <laughs> doing normal ish things. So he'll show me memes or, or really stupid <laughs> jokes <laughs> or, or he'll like cuss up a storm about his video game. And I'm just like, okay. Well, you know, calm down, Turbo. It's just, <laughs> but that's about an average day. So, yeah. all right. Well, Courtney, first of all, we want to say thank you so much for taking the time out to come and talk to us and let us bring us into your life. But before we let you go, we have one last question that we ask all of our guests. Okay. And that question is Is marriage worth it? In my opinion, absolutely. Absolutely. So, but only do it if you're ready. So. Ladies, thank you so much for having me on. I've had a great time. <laughs> no problem, Courtney. Why don't you tell us a little bit more um, about both or either of your podcasts? Well, we have a nefarious nightmare that's on our main feed and we talk about true crimes relating to those deemed extra vulnerable. We specifically, um, focus in on, you know, I know this sounds awful, but this is basically, we are very victim centric mm -hmm. and we want to raise awareness about murders of children or murders of those that are again, deemed extra vulnerable. Um, we also focus in on like sexual assault awareness. We just re released an eight part series called minding the beehive. That's a very important listen. And I would urge anybody listening to please go listen to that because you're going to hear firsthand victim testimony. You're also going to learn a lot about narcissism and sexual assault awareness. Um, my second podcast is called Not So Nefarious Criminals. And that is actually our palate cleanser true crime podcast, which you can only get on our Patreon. And we discuss Florida man <laughs> or <laughs> crimes that should be Florida man. So it could be Florida man, but in California, for example. <laughs> and that one, that one's a very new one, but um, I produce and engineer both of these podcasts. And yeah, so you can, you can find those either on our Patreon, you can find both of them on the Patreon, but you can find a nefarious nightmare on the main feed and we're everywhere you get podcasts. So that's us. Well, thank you, Courtney. We'll have to take a listen um, and maybe subscribe to the palate cleanser. <laughs> you would love it. It's, it's hilarious. We just kind of let it go. It is definitely <laughs> not something that 
we went on our main feed because it's <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy, <laughs> but it's fun. So you can listen to our podcast at um, where everywhere you find podcasts. You can also follow us on social media, Twitter and Instagram, Marriage Worth at Marriage Worth It. You can also email us at Marriage Worth It at gmail.com. If you have any questions, guest ideas, or uh, dates for us, our DMs are technically open. I'm Monique. And I'm Janelle. And this has been Is Marriage Worth It? <laughs>